Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. Here we talk about topics we have no business discussing because coaches don't play. Hi, my name is Pooja. My name is Kavya. And today we're talking about body image. We'll be going into the fear of fatness today. Yeah, we're talking about body image. We're talking about self-love. Um, obviously, you'd already know that because you read the description, but we don't know what it is. So <laughs> this is my guess for today. <laughs> but yeah. Today's probably going to be more of like a conversation instead of yeah. a, wow, here are some ideas that you should take in. But hopefully you guys still enjoy it. So we're going to get right into it. So I guess the first thing that we wanted to talk about was what's your relationship with exercise? Okay, so my relationship with exercise, I have like this whole long explanation and story about how I feel about exercise. And personally, for me, I know it can seem like a negative thing to a lot of people, but um, for me, it is, is um, there are positives and negatives to it. For me, it's always been something that I really enjoy to do. I really look forward to it. And my backstory for this is growing up, um, I didn't play any sports and I never really exercised past um, just going on walks. And I honestly don't really think that counts because I wasn't walking fast or anything or going very many miles at all. Um, so I never really exercised until um, before college. Um, if you guys like listen to previous episodes you would know that me and Kavya both were summer camp counselors and with my job I got a free gym pass and so um me and my friend would go to the gym every single day after work because we worked every day or like four days a week so I really really enjoyed that I think it was because um at the time like I was just finished with high school my um relationship with my body image was really really good it was like at an all-time high so I didn't have anything that I wanted to change about myself or anything like that I was just exercising to exercise and I thought it was so fun like the endorphins of it all like the doing something upbeat and like just doing what I wanted to do I really enjoyed it and I guess my relationship with exercise went downhill once I got into college (laughs) because I lived right across from the gym And I didn't really have that many like issues with my body before, but I remember in college that changed. So then I started going to the gym like in the middle of the night because our gym was open like really, really late. And like I wouldn't tell anyone, I would just go like all the time. And then um, this is like a, a short summary. And then since that year, since freshman year, I don't think I've ever been back to the gym for sophomore and all of junior year. I haven't exercised at all, like done anything except for maybe walking like once every like three months <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, honestly I'll go into this later but that's my relationship with exercise I haven't done anything in a really long time but when I did exercise it was very much just um like machine workouts at the gym mm. what about you oh that's interesting yeah no my relationship with exercise is like completely opposite <laughs> from yours because like mine was not like did not start off good like it's not like I was like in high school like working out for endorphins or anything like that like honestly like okay honestly I feel like if freshman year me was on this podcast she would have so many insights and like be able to say so yeah. much because like that was like the time period like high school to college where like it was like really really bad so I remember when in we were, like, in high school and stuff, like, that's when I first, for the longest time, like, I never really cared about, like, my health. Like, I was one of those people who was just, like, very naturally skinny, like, had a high metabolism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, I didn't think so at the time. I thought I was very fat. Um, if you see any pictures of me in high school, you will know that that is a complete, like, 
that is a complete lie. Like, I was not fat at all. This might be mean, but I thought it was funny at the time, and I think she did too. When we were kids, mm-hmm. or not kids, mm-hmm. when we were in high school, I used to always say that she looked like the inflatable people outside the um, outside of like, <laughs> car dealerships. Because she was, she was so skinny. Like she, I was always like, your limbs are just like flying everywhere. Yeah. No, I had like such long limbs. So like that really did not help anything. But like, <laughs> as much as like as much as I would joke about it and stuff like that, I don't think that I actually thought that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't actually register that I was skinny. And like part of it may have been because like I had a friend who was even skinnier than me. Like mm-hmm. if you can imagine that. And like yeah, so like the my friends that I had were like even skinnier than me, even smaller than me. So like in like in comparison, like you know when you're a kid, like you'll compare. Like I just assumed that I was fat when in reality I completely was not. And like obviously like that in hindsight was probably anorexia because I started doing I started using my fitness pal. Oh, the devil. Yeah, app. that is a devil's, you, the app, devil's app. app. It'll get you nowhere. <laughs> I downloaded I downloaded my fitness pal in freshman year. <laughs> No, we all downloaded at the same time senior year. I remember me, you, and Rocha were like, we're going to start taking care of our health. We're going to start meeting body goals, right? Like senior mm-hmm. year of high school, I believe. I feel like that is the first sign you're going down the wrong path. If your friend is downloading my fitness pal, if you use my fitness pal, I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, if you use my fitness pal, call 1 800. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, that was a time when, like, I went from, like, literally having no awareness of, like, the food. Like, I never would eat fruits, vegetables, anything. Like, no nutritional value, anything like that. Because I never really felt like I needed to. Like, you know what I mean? I also had no awareness. Mm -hmm. So, once I started using my fitness pal, that's when I started realizing that, like, oh, like, less... Um, or more nutritionist foods like vegetables and things like that have less calories and stuff like that right and I literally had my my fitness Mm -hmm. pal at like wanting to lose two pounds a week like I think that's what I had set on like oh yeah that's a lot like yeah that's like a lot when you're young you don't think it's that much but like if if you guys don't know like um uh, generally like the rule is like you lose less than one pound a week or it's even a month I'm not sure anymore but month yeah I'm pretty sure it's like a month you shouldn't be rapidly losing weight at all if you didn't know that (laughs) yeah and so like clearly like I was not at any place to be even losing any weight on my body but somehow I just thought I was so fat and like sometimes I would forget until I like my mom would remind me oh like oh like when you put your prom dress on like if you see a picture of me my prom dress I look fantastic but like no she does look really good (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I remember the first time that I tried my prom dress on I literally had a mental breakdown because I'm like I literally look like so bad like I look horrible I look fat and I just remember my mom telling me like no like you look great like you look very skinny and I just like the body dysmorphia was like through the roof at that point which is like Mm -hmm. wilding but yeah like that carried into like freshman year it was like kind of like only doing the exercises and like taking in like nutritious foods for the sake of like looking good rather than like for my actual health and stuff like that and I'm sure that like after a while like I did realize that like oh I'm eating a lot more vegetables now like I'm eating a lot more fruits now like that's good but at the same time like it was very much the focus was on getting like a Kylie Jenner body Mm -hmm. and I know that because the exercises that I would do were not like exercise they were like all like focused on like abs and butt abs and butt abs and butt like I wasn't like trying to like get arms that was a that was a big thing our senior year of high school mm-hmm. like butt workout videos and like everyone generally thought like if I just keep doing this like 15 20 even 30 minute video like I will grow an ass and like that was really a big time for that so yeah we were people were trying to get curves yeah and I think that's you know the reason why I really think it's because that's when Kylie Jenner first got plastic surgery and like transformed or whatever and like everyone just assumed it was because of like exercise obviously we know that's not true refer our plastic surgery episode but like that was when like her body became in 
It's like when you're a kid, you don't know any better. Even if they did get plastic surgery, we are like, oh, well, I can achieve the same results through, like, exercise, you know? Yeah, like, that's the first, like, right when we were, like, at the end of high school was that's when that body type became, like, hashtag trendy or, like, quote-unquote trendy, trendy, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, basically... That was, like, my high school experience. And then going into college, like, I was, like, super excited to be, like, having, like, a gym near me and, like, having, like, like a dining hall. So I was, like, oh, I'm just going to eat, like, salads all the time, like, all that stuff, right? Um, Fast forward, I developed an eating disorder. And so, and, like, a lot of that had to Mm -hmm. do with the fact that I was, like, very, very stressed out as a freshman. Like, I was a pre-med kid, like, and I just, like, threw myself into school, um, which is, like, could be, like, a whole nother episode in and of itself, like, why I did that. But... Yeah, so then I ended up developing, like, an eating disorder in the form of bulimia, which is, like, a complete 360 from, like, when I had, when I was anorexic in high school, right? And so it was, like, the, if you don't know what, like, bulimia is or how it, like, works, it's, like, kind of, like, pushing yourself to restrict and then you can't because, like, your body needs food, you know what I mean? And then, like, purging it in, like, different forms. For me, like, my form of purging was exercise, so what I would do was I would go to the gym and I would just exercise so much like do so much cardio i just remember doing so much cardio when i was like a freshman because i was just like no like i need to lose weight and like honestly like i gained like so much weight like my freshman year like i know everyone would talk about like freshman 15 and stuff like that they'd be like don't get the freshman 15 don't get the freshman 15 Mm -hmm. but like i literally i I got like a freshman like 30 or something like that like i mean like i've never talked about it before but like now since like it's in hindsight Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like oh like that's like a thing that happened you know what i mean because like it used to be like such a like point of like embarrassment because it's like everyone always warns you about like oh don't get a freshman 15 it's like the biggest point of conversation and like obviously we talked about this on the college episode it's like one of the most talked about things when you jo- yeah. when you get into college like i used to watch the college videos before yeah. i went to college and it was mentioned every in almost single every video. single youtube video i watched and i yeah, watched a lot same, so. <laughs> i was like and especially being like future oriented like i would just like watch those videos all the time like how to avoid the freshman 15 all of that stuff right so like gaining like Mm -hmm. twice the amount of the freshman 15 was like so like embarrassing for me like you know what i mean because like i know everyone Mm -hmm. would always joke about like oh did you get the freshman 15 and i was just like no like i got like a lot more than that like you know and so Mm -hmm. yeah so that was like my freshman year experience i think that like it definitely went into like sophomore year as well like the eat um disorder eating and stuff like that like i think that like sophomore year was like the first time where i started getting help and like i kind i also developed a chronic illness we can talk about that later but like (laughs) the chronic illness would create like would basically make me lose all the weight and then like the eating disorder would make me gain all the weight so like my body basically was like fluctuating like all the time Mm -hmm. and like i'm sure that create i'm sure that created like a lot of stress for me as well so like it was just like I was just in a roller coaster, like, the first two years of college, like, even high school. So, yeah, that's, like, my relationship with exercise up until now. So now that um, I have a chronic illness, um, most of the time, like, I have, like, chronic pain and stuff like that, right? So Mm -hmm. it's very difficult for me to exercise or for me to have, like, energy to exercise. Like, so the days that I don't have, like, like like full body pains or like the the days that I do have energy it's kind of seen as like an opportunity so like now like exercise has been reframed in my brain as like oh this is like an opportunity like you get to move today like your body has allowed you to move today and like I know a lot of people like say in YouTube videos that like oh like you should think of exercise as like an opportunity and stuff like that and like you know obviously like mm-hmm. I'm not grateful for having a chronic illness or anything like that but like I it is like really helpful to look at exercise like that because now I don't really like 
you know try to hit like body goals it's just like like the bare minimum like I'm trying to move my body like you know and like so Mm -hmm. even if it's like a day where I can like go on a walk or something like that in and of itself is like a fucking accomplishment to me so yeah I guess I'll go into more detail about mine because I also about like my relationship with exercise because I gloss over a big part of it but there's like a reason that I haven't stepped into the gym for like two years I'll go into it so Mm -hmm. yeah I was wondering why yeah basically what happened was um this is like looking back obviously like I wish I hadn't made this mistake and it was really dumb but like at the moment that's Mm -hmm. what I did the first week I got to college it's the first time you've been around so many like people that you see as adults you know what i'm saying like i was a freshman i was clearly the youngest person there and i was like oh my god i'm surrounded by like so many people everyone is really attractive mm-hmm. like everyone looks amazing and like that didn't bother me too much the first week but the thing is this is so dumb like even just thinking about this i'm like why did i do that I consciously made this decision. This isn't something that just happened to me. Like I fully, my relationship with my body and how I viewed it went downhill by a conscious decision I made in that my first week of college, I was like, you know what? Like if you just keep telling yourself that like you don't look as good as other people or that other people look better than you, then you'll push yourself harder to exercise. And like, that would be a good thing. Like it'll be motivation, you know? So like, this was not a like, oh, I started noticing and then I wanted to exercise more. No, mm-hmm. like I consciously made that decision in my head. And that took me down a steep downhill because suddenly I couldn't control that. You know what I'm saying? When you keep telling mm-hmm. yourself something over and over again, you start to believe it. Like people say that all the time. They usually say it in their verse and like mm-hmm. tell yourself positive things. But here I was being naive and I was like, yeah, well, if you just tell 100%. yourself negative things. Like it'll it'll be motivation. Like it'll be a good thing. Like uh, mm-hmm. like nothing bad will happen. Like because you know that you're just telling yourself for motivation. But no, like that quickly obviously mm-hmm. spiraled out of control. And like I started believing everything. And that's why like I would like really push myself to go to the mm-hmm. gym like late at night. Or like I would always tell myself like, oh, you should go like every single day for like. And I would go for like. I can't remember now, but I feel like I used to go for, like, a really long time. Like, I used to go for, like, two hours or something like that. Two or three hours. Like, I really wanted to go for a long time because I was like, oh, well, like, the longer I go, like, the better. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I would just, like... I wouldn't I was doing like super intense things like I would go sit in like the sauna for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes before and after and I would like run on the track and like use the stairmaster or the treadmill and like um uh like just like the leg machines and everything um but like the reason that I haven't been to the gym in 2 years is because um that quickly spiraled out of mm-hmm. control so I wasn't a- like but once I went back home like I wasn't able to exercise anymore because the only thing that I've ever done at home is walking I don't really like I stopped running that much like outside like in um summer I would just like I was just chilling after that and then when I went back as a sophomore um obviously the first mm-hmm. semester I um joined a sorority so I was like busy with that so I was like oh, I don't have time to go to the gym I don't really want to do that I'm not going to do that also I lived a lot farther from the gym than I did as a freshman so I wasn't like oh you can go as conveniently and then second semester when it was springtime and obviously everyone gets into like that exercise like um new year's resolutions like I was like oh I want to take care of my health but like sophomore year was like a bad time for me like (laughs) I was so sad like my grades had like um really like gotten worse and that was a that actually plays into a big part of like why I don't exercise anymore is which is sounds like such a weird connection like what does grades have to do with like exercise and body image but because my grades were like so low to me I was like oh you don't deserve to do anything except study so when I tell you I didn't do anything 
I didn't do anything. Like I did not want to hang out with my friends. I didn't even want to like make time to like make food. I didn't even want to go upstairs to like the kitchen and like um eat. Like I would never go to the gym because like in my head I framed like even though I had enjoyed going to the gym previously, I like cut that out because it was something I enjoyed. I was like why would you waste time going to the gym like you have to spend so much time like walking there going to the gym coming back and showering that's all time that you should be spent that you should spend studying so i never went to the gym all of my sophomore year because i was always like if you went to the gym you that's time that you should be studying why are you going to the gym why are you doing anything other than studying no i agree like so like even the thing that you're saying about like a negative self-talk and using that or like thinking that's like a thing of motivation Mm -hmm. or like a point of motivation Honestly, I don't think that's dumb or, like, abnormal at all because I feel like most people that do have a lot of negative self-talk or reinforce negative self-talk in their head do frame it as a point of motivation or, like, a point of, like, oh, like, this is for self-development purposes mm-hmm. or, like, I'm improving myself or something like that. You know what I mean? I-, I think that it's also, like, you know, when people are happy with themselves, like, often people assume that, like, oh, like, you're not going to improve because you're happy with yourself. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that that's what that's connected yeah. to. But, like, mm-hmm. when you're talking about the whole studying thing, like, that definitely reminds me of, like my freshman year because like that was like a time where like like Mm -hmm. I would like go through basically like growing up like an Indian kid like you're told to prioritize studying over legitimately everything like that like studies over literally everything so I remember I would like talk to my like call my parents and stuff like that and like of course they were like very supportive but they were also like why are you like um doing like clubs or like doing this thing like focus on studies because I would be really stressed about school right I'd be like oh my gosh like chemistry is like drowning mm-hmm. me like etc cetera, etc cetera. and they're like, okay then study more and i'm like you're right like i need to study more because that's what has been ingrained in me like from my family as like a priority right but then from society you're told that like the way that you look is a priority right like oftentimes in like media and stuff like that the way you look yeah. is over everything so it's bad basically battling like the two like things that like you're told to prioritize it's like studies are going to going to the gym so i think that's Mm -hmm. also probably plays into why i would go to the gym for such prolonged periods of time and just like burn like so many calories and then like while i was studying i get stressed and then like eat eat a bunch of food it was like this like back and forth kind of thing like you know what i mean but yeah yeah that's really interesting Mm -hmm. like how like studies does play into it so much but yeah yeah i feel like i used to tell my friends they were like what are you talking about and i was like no like that is all time i should be spending studying (laughs) yeah yeah i used to think like that too because i was just like no like you need to prioritize studies and then after a while i'm like well you're failing this anyway so (laughs) we're not failing but i'd be like oh like you're not doing good enough anyways like you need to go look good and it would just be like a back and forth battle in my head Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but yeah i don't know like in terms of like negative self-talk like i'm trying to think like you know a lot of times like people they're like um perception of exercise or like their body or stuff like that is framed as like they're growing up and Mm -hmm. stuff so like i'm thinking like when i was growing up like the reasons why i didn't really perceive myself as like skinny like as much as i was skinny like i think oftentimes like i saw it as like a negative thing or something mm-hmm. like that like i just remember like even like the friends closest to me in high school would really like make fun of me like they would always be like oh like you're like you have such a flat ass like you're like they're like built like this and like all that stuff you know what i mean <laughs> people were so mean in high school like for no reason yeah like, i think i went back to like one of my high school like high school screenshots like i just had it on my phone and i was like damn like why the fuck were we roasting each other like yeah and like honestly like 
especially like back then since i was like seen as like the person who like doesn't have a lot of emotional responses like the chill girl basically mm-hmm. like i wouldn't react to this to react to that stuff obviously and like obviously we talked about this in the beauty episode too and that like it's kind of like people trying to take you down a peg because i was like I was pretty in high school. Like, I wasn't, like, ugly or, like, built weird or anything like that. So <laughs> Built yeah. weird? So, yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, in, in hindsight, it's just, like, crazy that I would, like, allow such a, like, so- someone to talk to me like that. Especially, like, if they were my friends. Like, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. You know what I mean? But, yeah. That definitely is the way, like, my entire relationship with exercise has formed. I'm not really sure how to give advice, to be honest. Because, like... That's why, like, I knew this, co- this like, episode wasn't going to be, like, a, like, advicey or, like, a coaching episode or anything like that is because i don't really know how i got here like a, like it was like a big switch like a lot of times like the lessons that i learn are like very hard lessons and very big lessons and mm-hmm. i learn them one time and i never do it again like you know what i mean so like in terms of like my relationship with exercise or like my eating disorder it just like flipped like i developed a chronic illness it's like you are limited to eating a couple things you're limited to how much movement you can do in a day or if you can ever do movement at all so it's like you can only do one like you know what i mean it's it's very hard to battle both because i remember like there was right after i was diagnosed with a chronic illness like a lot of times like in order to like punish myself or also like to make myself feel better i would like eat foods like eat like just junk foods you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like i was restricting myself so much during the day and so i remember one time doing that and i was like well i can't do this anymore like i think i ate like bread or something like white bread or something like that right and like wheat is not good for my chronic pain like it's it's mm-hmm. just so bad you know and so i just remember feeling so horrible the next day and i was just like you can't you can't have an eating disorder and also have a chronic illness like this mm-hmm. the two aren't working together like you know what i mean or like for me it wasn't So, yeah, I guess, like, the thing about having chronic pain or chronic illness also is that exercise is very helpful to reducing chronic pain. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the most annoying thing ever because it's, like, (laughs) I'm in pain. I don't want to exercise. But then whenever I go to the doctor, like, every specialist I've been to, they're, like, you need to, like, move more. Like, you know, like, I know you can't move a lot, but, like, you need to, like, try. You know what I mean? Because, like, as much as it hurts, like, in the beginning, like, you'll feel better at the end. And I'm just, like, it's just a mental battle, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. In, no matter what, like, your, like, your thing, your complication is with it, it's just a mental battle, which is, like, the most difficult part, you know? Yeah, very much. I've been avoiding, like, exercising again. Like, that's also why, like, even, like, two years later, like, I have not stepped back into the gym a little bit because I'm scared I'll fall down, like, that, like, bad route. But also, like, the other reason is because, Mm -hmm. like, because I, like, haven't exercised in so long, I know I'd be starting from, like, zero all over again. And that is so annoying to me. Like, Mm. the the way that I can remember, like, oh, you used to, like, run for, like, so long. Like, you used to do this and that. And, like, knowing that I would go back to the gym and, like, not be able to do any of that anymore is, like, kind of sad. So, like, I've been putting it off. I've been putting Mm -hmm. it off till I keep saying I'll Mm -hmm. go back to the gym when I'm ready. And at this point, I'm like, will you ever be ready? Like, you might just have to go again. Mm -hmm. No, do you know what's so interesting is that like oftentimes whenever we like talk about ourselves or like whenever we refer to ourselves, we always refer to me as like the future oriented, goal oriented person. Mm -hmm. But like as time goes on, like I feel like you especially, but like Roja also like measure yourself based on like goals. Like, you know what I mean? I feel Mm -hmm. like like especially with the exercise thing like one time we were talking about exercise and when you were explaining the way that you measure your exercise like that was like wild to me the only form of measurement that i've ever done like before 
like when I was like very obsessive about exercise was like on the scale like weighing myself now I don't weigh myself but Mm -hmm. like or like if I do it's not like it doesn't really affect me but like yeah that's so crazy oh I am very I'm very particular about certain things like the goal setting for exercise Mm -hmm. was a big thing for me I remember whenever I used to go to the gym and I used to go on any of the machines I would take photos afterwards of like the screen of like wow um, that's why how far I got like I think it was um the Stairmaster or it was one it was a specific machine at the um at our gym I don't know what it was it was either the mm-hmm. Stairmaster or the bike and um I would take a photo every single time because I wanted to beat it so bad so like mm-hmm. every time I got to like a new goal I would be like yeah I did this many in like that many minutes and I would always be mm-hmm. so proud of myself afterwards and I mm-hmm. honestly don't think that's a bad thing like I kind of miss that because it was really fun like in mm-hmm. the moment to be like oh I, I got better like <laughs> or like I yeah. did more than like I did before yeah, that's interesting because, like, even when, like, in terms of, like, how many weights, you, how heavy of a weight you can lift and stuff like that, like, I would never pay attention. Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. know if I was getting better or not because the only thing I was obsessed with was if my weight was getting lower and, like, if I could see the change in, like, the mirror. And the thing is, like, based on if your weight goes lower, that completely influences the way you see yourself in the mirror. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the that's the whole that's the whole complex um <laughs> that's the whole complex relationship between like the weight on the scale and like the image that you see in the mirror you know what I mean but like also I think that like with all my time doing like self-development and like all self-productivity and like all that stuff like with my whole focus on that for a long time of my life like I think that that makes me seem like very goal oriented or very stringent about goals but I think that it made me understand the way goals work for me like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we talked about this on the um what was it called the new year's resolutions one where like I know that stringent goals don't work for me like if I pay attention to like the numbers on like the treadmill or something like that like I will get like very defeated you know what I mean but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because every day is different and the thing is Mm -hmm. like yeah what you said about the weight thing is very true like I always I always did weigh myself, like, I weighed myself a lot, but, um, like, I, I do, like, realize, like, the weight is based on so many factors, you know what I'm saying, like, it could be because Mm -hmm. of my water intake that day, like, your weight can literally change by what you just ate that day, like, who knows if I'm gaining muscle or fat or losing muscle or fat, and, Mm -hmm. um, 100%, yeah, like, there are so many different things that, like, I, I knew that all, like, I knew that all, and I tried to focus on that so much, but, like, in the back of my head, like, I still did want to lose weight, like, in the back of my head, I was, like, yeah, like, yeah, I want muscle, and yeah, I want to gain muscle, but, like, Mm -hmm. if I lost some weight, too, that would be good, and, like, the thing is, that's not, that's not that doesn't it doesn't work like that because you could be losing muscle that's the whole thing yeah and like that's the thing like as much as like smart goals seem like very efficient and like literally every time i watch this because i watch a lot of self-development videos every time you watch a self-development video they always tell you to use smart goals but i just dismiss it because like smart goals just don't work for me like it's not going to make me feel good that me my mental health not doing well is also not going to make my physical health do well and stuff like that you know what i mean but also when you're talking about the whole like weight thing i made an interesting observation recently Mm -hmm. so like i go to the doctor constantly like constantly i'm at the doctor's office a different doctor's office every single week but so they weigh me every single time right and so in the past like what is it six months like everyone everyone Mm -hmm. has noticed that like i am getting smaller and smaller by the day right and like not even smaller but like frailer you know no dude i looked at your instagram photo the other day and i was like damn (laughs) 
you got your arms got thin yeah so i'm just like it was weird because the thing is in the past six months my weight on the scale like every time we'd go to the doctor right like every single time my mom would be like what's the weight like she would ask the doctor because my parents are like so worried about me because i'm uh, like like you can see that i'm getting smaller mm-hmm. you know what i mean and every time they tell her the weight it's the same exact weight my weight does not change whatsoever really? however i'm getting smaller yeah no because you've been looking frail <laughs> the thing is and the thing is i'm starting to realize that what's going on is that i'm losing muscle mass because yeah yeah i'm losing muscle mass because the thing is like with the diet that i'm on with like the really restrictive diet that i'm on so that it doesn't cause chronic pain like i don't eat a lot of protein like i don't Mm. because protein is very hard for my body to process so lack of protein like i'm not getting like I'm not saying, like, I don't eat as much protein as, like, someone in the gym. I don't eat as much protein as anyone, period. Because uh-huh. I'm allergic to, like, nuts, lentils, chickpeas, beans. Mm-hmm. I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I'm in an Indian family. Like, we don't eat, like, meat, like, chicken even, like, very often. So, yeah, it's, like, very interesting. Like, you gotta do what I do and start drinking protein shakes, bro. Like... <laughs> guys I, I just if you're listening to this please put one scoop of protein powder in your coffee it's literally so good and i swear by it as a vegetarian <laughs> i don't know if it's helping me get more protein but i feel like it is so i continue to do it it's so good it also yeah. tastes amazing so do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there were two different protein powders that i bought recently or not even recently like last year and like i was eating i was like drinking them for a long time like as mm-hmm. like a source of protein because my nutritionist was like please you, uh-huh. you really need to like she literally sent me a screen of like different protein powders and then one day like i stopped drinking it and my stomach felt a little bit better oh and I was just like, so you oh, haven't been no. drinking it since then yeah so i switched oh, to a man. different one also that also like i stopped i had it for like a couple days and then i stopped and then i felt better and i was like oh my god like <laughs> so you know i mean obviously like i need to work like with a nutritionist in order to figure that out but like the whole like muscle mass thing like as much as like we know like i I was like, but did you know? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole, like, you can lose muscle mass and, like, not lose weight. Or, like, you can be losing muscle mass instead of fat when you're getting smaller. You know what I mean? Because muscles, like, do create, like, a lot lot of, like, your frame and, like, you, your, like, your mass. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, you know, I feel like people don't take that into consideration as much as they should. Because it's very theoretical. Like, how are you supposed to know that you're losing fat or versus muscle? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just going to automatically assume you're losing fat. But, yeah. I guess this all just goes into what we were talking about with, like, the fear of fatness. So, what do you think about that whole thing? Fear of fatness? I feel like it's something... Okay, so, like, the fear of fatness is something that, like, is so ingrained in us that, like, it is very hard to escape. And this is from someone who's been actively trying to... I'm not going to say try. I Every day, I frame gaining weight as a good thing like there was a whole period of my life like from senior year to literally sophomore year until I like stopped really thinking about it because I didn't go to the gym but um for that whole like three years I was like so into the idea of gaining muscle like I totally did like a 180 I knew everyone wanted to lose weight at that time blah 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 I really got into like muscle building like that's all I want to do and I told everyone that I was like I want to gain arm muscle like I just want to build muscle like so bad Obviously, back then, I thought I was doing, like, 
such a favor to myself because I was like, yeah, you want to gain weight. That's like better than wanting to lose weight because like you are trying to actively gain, like you're trying to better your um body, like you're trying to do something for your health instead of your appearance. But like I I I still want to do that. Like I still mm. want to gain muscle mass, but I think there is still a fear of fatness in that. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't like mm-hmm. I just wanted to gain weight. I was only okay with gaining weight if it was muscle. I didn't want to gain any fat. And like I wanted to gain mm-hmm. muscle so that I would have a certain type of build you know what I'm saying like I wanted to look like an athlete or like you know I want to look a certain way yeah yeah like gaining weight in like mm-hmm. particular places like not yeah. gaining weight in like your stomach or like somewhere else like you want it to go into like your ass or like your arms in the mm-hmm. form of muscle and stuff like that like you know what I mean but yeah I agree like I think that oftentimes people frame gaining like the focus on gaining weight or gaining muscle as like this new like oh like this is the cure-all if you just focus on this instead of losing weight like because it felt so revela- revolutionary at that age and everyone acted like mm-hmm. it was like whenever i told people they were like oh. yeah <laughs> it's framed as like this like like brand new thing or like this this like healthy mindset like because like so much of the focus mm. is on being skinny but like even like there were people that i saw that would like post about how like they're like just trying so hard to gain weight and stuff like that and i'm like honestly like anything that is like obsessive or like like you're exerting a lot of control over your mind and body nothing is good like i know this is such a like common phrase but like everything is only good in like moderation you know what i mean so like i feel like anything yeah that you obsess over like it doesn't matter what the focus is on to be honest you know what i mean mm-hmm. if anyone were to ask like oh like how would you want to change your body now like if someone had to like ask me you know what i mean because this is not something i think about ever like the way my body looks or anything like that so I would say like gaining weight like you know what I mean but and it does feel like a lot healthier than when I was like oh I kind of want to lose weight you know what I mean it does feel better to be honest but because you're going against the norm like you're going against like what the patriarchy tells you every single day like you know what I'm saying it does feel kind of radical like I definitely recommend it yeah but honestly with the trend of like with the trend of like being thick now like I don't know if it is because you're still like mm-hmm. that's yeah, still that's like what the patriarchy wants like you know what i mean like now you're now you're expected to be not thick but like slim thick you know what i mean and in order to be slim thick like you need to gain weight yeah because usually when people are saying they want to gain weight they're saying in particular areas like thigh ass and boobs yeah yeah but like for me like something that was just like someone who just really influenced me like as i was growing out of my eating disorder maybe or like learning um or changing my mindset around my eating disorder i think that someone who was really influential on that was stephanie buttermore she's like this youtuber i think i've told you about her but like she made this one video called the science behind fat shaming it's like very revolutionary if you want to i don't know hear like a different perspective because like people really gave her a lot of hate for that like i'm not gonna like people really bashed her for that because she basically did this whole thing where she went in on on an all-in journey because she had this like she had like disordered eat or like an eating disorder in the sense of like she would eat and she would never be able to get full and she Mm -hmm. was like so so skinny like you know what i mean because she was like a bodybuilder and like her focus on like gaining muscle made it seem like it was healthy but in reality it wasn't you know what i mean and so she went on this all-in journey where she would literally just let herself eat as much as she want wanted so like in the beginning i'm pretty sure she would just like eat like an entire like 12 pack of like donuts for breakfast and then she would go and eat like two lunches and like a dessert and then like a, a huge dinner and then like dessert and stuff like that right and like that's and like as time went on like her body started feeling satisfied and honestly like at first i was like well that makes no sense because she's like a bodybuilder and she's like she like really restricted herself like she's she's different from me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but honestly like 
the secret to like self-control is letting go of control like i i don't know I, it's so scary like every time my friends talk to me about like exercise or like um body image and stuff like that like it's such a scary suggestion to make because you're literally saying that like for a period of time you won't have control over your mind and body like you're just gonna go all into the deep end of like negativity or like you know hard stuff because like for a long time i just let go of my eating disorder a lot of the thing with having an eating disorder is like you just keep trying to put you just trying to grip it with like control over and mm-hmm. over again and it just keeps slipping out of your hands and you cu- you keep trying and trying again it's just like this unhealthy like cycle you know what i mean of like trying to control it and then being like fuck it i can't control it you know fuck it and so i think at one point like one summer i was just like fuck it and then i just let it go and like whenever I wanted to like eat whatever I wanted I would just eat whatever I wanted and then when I didn't want to I didn't and then after a certain point of time it's kind of like the storm just like got quiet like you know mm-hmm. what I mean and like since then it's been pretty good like because <laughs> it's like once you keep doing it it's not like as revolutionary every time it becomes more normal you know what I'm saying you get used to it I guess yeah and it's also like you you become satisfied because you're just like oh like actually this isn't helping or like oh actually like it's like kind of t- letting yourself you're basically telling yourself you can eat whatever you want that's what i basically did one summer i was like eat whatever you want no control right i'm letting go of control over my eating disorder and like part of it was like me being like well i can't mm-hmm. control it you know but like honestly like if it's done in like a way where you're like intentional about like letting go of control i'm sure it can be healthy as well but yeah that was definitely um what helped me it was definitely more of a mental thing rather than me going to the gym and then figuring out like I know a lot of people like they like change their mindset to like gaining weight or like muscle and like that helps them but like for me it was definitely like a mental thing so like with anything ever like I have to process it mentally and like process my emotions in order to like get through it you know what I mean so yeah I guess one I guess like one other thing that I was that I heard someone say I don't even know where it was from probably Twitter or some shit who knows but like I heard someone say like all people who diet have a disordered eating and like I know, oh yeah, I think I told you. I think I told oh, you that. Really? Or you told me it was like it was this. It was like video or a tweet that I saw. Um, and the person, what they said was, every time that you diet, that means you either have disordered eating or you're going to have disordered eating. So why would you diet? Like she was basically saying, like there's no way that you can diet properly. And I remember I heard that, and I was like, damn, bitch, like <laughs> you're going off the deep end. <laughs> Yeah, I know so many of the men I meet who, like, restrict themselves so much. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, you have disordered eating. And, like, while, we t- while we're on the topic, first of all, why... I would just like to bring this up. Mm-hmm. If you're a man and you listen to this, why is there a whole category of men that just, like, do not have sugar? Like, I have a bunch of guy friends that I've, like, met over the oh, years yeah. where they just, like, they no, don't drink literally. soda, they don't eat snacks, they don't eat chocolate, like, they do not eat junk food. And yeah. usually it's because of, like, something from their childhood or, like, oh, like, oh, I exercise... Um, and like finally got to this point so like I never want to go down that path again of eating junk food so I'm just never gonna have junk mm-hmm. food again I was like dang no like, I seriously have, I know a lot of people don't drink soda but I didn't know it was like a stringent thing for so many boys literally both my exes didn't didn't eat sugar like they were just like anti like sugar like they didn't really eat a lot of junk food and like all that stuff and I was just like damn like because <laughs> like I love sugar like I love chocolate like I cannot put into mm-hmm. words how much I like sugar so <laughs> both of us have like really big sweet tooths yeah (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) so like so like to me that was just like 
like how do you do that like do you know how much self-control you have to exert over yourself like i'm sure over time like it becomes a becomes like a process of like oh well you kind of forget Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it's like this is a this is a random fact this reminds me of like um when i was in high school there was like i didn't have chocolate for like um since january like i think it was it was like the minute that was I, okay, wild. so backstory. I was in all of you. <laughs> backstory in high school. Basically, I didn't think I was gonna get into college. I didn't think I was gonna get into state. And like sometimes there's this thing that people do where they say like, oh, if like God like grants me this thing, then like um I'll give up something else. And like usually people do it with meat. Like there's a lot of um brown people that are like, oh, I don't eat meat on Tuesdays because of like this and this. I was like, oh, I have to give up something I really like. Well, if I get into NC State, I'm not gonna eat chocolate. Like, from the minute I get in to um, August. Or, like, for, like, the whole year or something. So, it was either, like, a whole year or it was, like, until I get to It college. was a couple months. I think, like, yeah. It was a couple months before you, the decision was made. So, like, after you applied, like, you waited for a while and then you were, like, okay. And then you made the promise. I think it was right before. It was, like, when I applied and then till August. And I, that was, even looking back, that was kind of wild. Because I still ate other desserts, but I just never had chocolate. And, like, looking back, I was, like, why? <laughs> why did you do that thing or like i can't imagine doing that again like giving up chocolate that's mm-hmm. why when guys are like oh yeah like i never eat junk but i'm like dang you're like on something else man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just like maybe you need some help but okay <laughs> that's me with like anyone who's on like a strict diet like i'm just like like if it's not for like legitimate like health purposes mm-hmm. like obviously i'm on like a diet of sorts um but i have a chronic illness so mm-hmm. like you know but like People who, like, aren't doing that for the sake of, like, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, I dated this guy and he was, like, oh, like, I don't eat, like, sugar or, like, anything like that because, like, I don't want to get diabetes. Like, I have diabetes in my family. And I just remember looking at him and being, like, everyone in my family has diabetes. I eat sugar every day. (laughs) And he was just, like, maybe you, like, shouldn't. And I was, like, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm 20. I'm 20 years old. Like, I'll be fine. Like, you know, maybe when I'm 40, I'll start worrying about it. But, like, geez, I'm 20. Damn. (laughs) I mean, I also saw this tweet that it was, like, um, even exercise or, like, any of these diets or, like, shaping your body how you want it to be, um, like, how do you want it to look like the use of machines is a form of body modification. I remember everyone in the comments was, like, what are you talking about? You're, they're, like, reaching so far. But I was, like, no, like, that is true. Like, without gyms, without, like, machine exercise, like, a lot of people could not achieve the look that they have right now or the look they're going for without it. So I was, like, why would you not think it's a form of body modification because it clearly is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you if you want your body to look a certain way and that's not a way that is going to help you survive or like have a big impact on your life and you're putting this much effort and like this much want for your body to look that way it's body modification Mm -hmm. i stand by what i say if you don't agree if you think it's extreme i'm sorry to break it she said i said yeah No, but, like, on the topic of men, do you know what this immediately makes me think of is, like, the body positivity movement? Mm. Oh, my God. We've... Okay, I feel like you'll phrase this so much better than me because we've had a conversation with this so long ago. But we were basically talking about how stringent body goals are with men. Like, it's either, like, you're, like, built, like, you're, like, mm-hmm. buff... Or what? What else is it? What's the What's the opposite? Like you're skinny? Like I it's don't like, even understand. There's only like two types of boys. I feel like every. It's like either you're like a skinny, tall, like skater boy, or you're like really, really buff. I just saw this TikTok that was like, mm-hmm. oh, realizing that I stopped growing at five five. Time to get buff. Like, 
And that's exactly how my brother is. If uh, He doesn't listen to this. But he's, like, not that tall, but he's, like, really buff. And I feel like that's how it is for most guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're a little bit sh- on the shorter side, then they put, like, so much effort into going to the gym. Like, there's, I feel like boys yeah. are either just, like, yeah, I'm fine with just being, like, regular. Or, like, oh, I have to be, like, super built. There's nothing in between. No, because the thing is, even when they are built, like, regular or whatever it may be, or, like, skinny or something like that, that is, like, something that is, like, on their mind, like, so often. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a, it's such a stressor. Like, it's, it's such a sore point for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, something they think about, like, every single day. And, like, oftentimes, like, oh, men, like, often just exercise for women. Like, to, like, look, or, like to look good and like get girls you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like i think that we talk about that so often with women where we're like yeah like girls do this for guys th- girls wear makeup for guys girls do girls work out for guys girls girls act like this or are submissive like when they talk for guys like we talk about that so often but i feel like it's not even that it doesn't exist within like men or among men but like i just think that it's not even talked about which is like so wild to me like the fact that there's only two body types when you like two body standards basically when you look for men look at men like that's crazy like that's 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 so wild to me and like also like one time i was talking to like one of my friends and he was like oh like girls won't like me because like i'm skinny and like stuff like that and he was like talking about it and i was like that's actually really funny that you say that because i only date skinny guys Kavya has a thing, has a vendetta (laughs) against muscular men. I don't know what is up with her. She sees, like, any little bit of muscle and it's like, no, not attractive. I was like, damn, bitch. (laughs) No, no, listen. Okay, guys, I just want to clarify. The people that Pooja sends, like, oh, like, do you think this guy is cute? They're not a little muscly, bro. Like, because I like lean men. You know what I mean? Like, I like lean muscle. But these guys are, like, buff. Like, they are <laughs> in the gym. And something about that puts me off. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, love your body. Like, you look great. <laughs> but for me, it's just not doing it for me. Like, I don't know what to tell you. She said <laughs> no to buff men. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So at least we'll never go for the same guy. So like that's <laughs> that's one thing. But yeah. What do you think what do you think about the body positivity movement? We've talked about it in relation to men. The body positivity movement. It's very interesting. So as a concept, I actually think it's nice. Like I I actually genuinely think it's nice. Um I guess like if I were to critique it, I would say it's definitely exclusionary. Like the the language around the body positivity movement is often like just appreciate the fact that your body works. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the fact that every day your body does this for you. And oftentimes the things that they list, it's not, that doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I mentioned, like I have a chronic illness, I have chronic pain, et cetera, et cetera. So oftentimes when they're like, just appreciate that your body works, appreciate that your body does this, like those things just don't apply. And like, that's the exclusionary part about the body positivity movement. I guess in terms of, so basically what I'm trying to say is that it's good in theory, but it doesn't work for me. Like, I think that when I was really thinking about, am I body positive? Like, am I positive about my body? Like, honestly, no. Like, <laughs> I'm not like, oh my god, I love the way my body looks and stuff like that. I love the way my body functions. Like, I don't, like, hate it and, like, think every day, like, I hate the way that my body looks. Of course, it'd be nice to not have a chronic illness. But at the same time, I just genuinely think I'm body, I'm, I just genuinely think I, like, have body neutrality. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a lot 
that's that's like the best way to put like the way that I feel about it. But what about you? Yeah, we've definitely talked about this among ourselves, and I feel like it's um becoming mm-hmm. more popular in a viewpoint. Like I've seen it shared on social media a couple of times. But yeah, I do think the mm-hmm. um body neutrality movement is um. I think it's a lot better, personally. The body positivity movement, mm-hmm. I will say that it has given us a lot. Like, it's given us more inclusionary inclusionary sizing. And it's, like, more normal to see more body mm-hmm. types represented and everything. But I do agree that, like, two aspects to it. First of all, the body positivity movement was meant for fat people. And then it got co-opted by really really skinny people and that kind of erased a lot of representation that the movement um first like pushed for and then second yeah the word positivity there like the thing about the body positivity movement like kavya said earlier like it kind of forces the narrative that like you have to be thankful Mm -hmm. and you have to be positive about your body and you need to love your body not just how it works but how it looks and if you don't love your Mm -hmm. body and how it looks well you need to get there and the thing is i really think that is harmful because you're not gonna wake up every day loving how you look or loving how your body is acting and like when they push this narrative that like well if you don't love yourself you need to fix that you need to figure that out and work on that it's kind of puts a lot of pressure on like young women and like young people in general to love how they look and i just think like there that pressure is like unneeded like i don't need to love how i look i don't really need to love my body at all i think um neutrality is a lot better because the best days like the best times i feel about my body is when i wake up or i'm just going about my day and i'm not thinking about it like having to force myself to be like yeah i love how i look or like that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. it's not always forced but it's unnecessary. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, I don't even think I should really be worrying about that or thinking about that. And the thing is, like, my, um, ooh, sorry, my journey with, um, like, how I view my body is very secular. Um, sci- I don't, I can't say that word wrong. It's very secular and, like, up and down. Like, I have, if you know me, you know I'm an extreme person. So, like, sometimes I'll wake up or like mm-hmm. I have periods of my life where I absolutely love the way I look like I think I'm the shit I'm the hottest person around and then some days or some periods of life I wake up and I think I'm so ugly like I have such an issue with how I look how my body looks everything and like it's like you really can't um you can't really see it coming or as le- at least I can't see it coming like it's very random to me like it's not like I was on a path to love myself or like oh there was like a trail and that's where I went downward like it's just like that like nothing happened it's like a flip switches so for me like the I would say like last month or like these past two mm-hmm. weeks I woke up feeling absolutely shitty about the way I look like every single day and then it went away like this week i've not been feeling that way it's just like a a like a switch went off and like i just haven't been thinking about it and like that is the best option like just being neutral and like not having anything to think about like that is the best i like recommend neutrality yeah the reason why that i say like oh it's probably good for some people is because like I mean, obviously, social media isn't the whole truth and stuff like that. But, like, I've seen people on TikTok who have, like, gone on, like, a body positivity movement and stuff stuff like that for, like, themselves or, like, on a journey for themselves. And, like, they seem so much happier for it. How sustainable Mm -hmm. is it? I have no idea. But, like, I feel like a lot of times, especially for people who are considered, like, fat or something like that, like, they... Imagine, like, your entire life, like, your body is seen as, like, a disruption or, like, something that, like, people center, like, all their, like, critique and, like, conversation around. Like, I can imagine that it's very hard to, like, decenter your body in, like, that situation. You know what I mean? So, like, 
you can't really practice neutrality in that instance yeah yeah so like i really do admire people who are positive but like the thing is yeah it is like a very radical and like helpful thought to, especially to young women like if you're taught mm -hmm. every single day by the patriarchy like you need to be skinny this skinny that you need to lose weight and like everything is so negative the positivity mm -hmm. is pretty radical and it is helpful and like obviously people should practice loving themselves but what she said about mm -hmm. sustainability that's the only thing i worry about like is it sustainable to always yeah. love how you look do you know, know what i wish honestly mm -hmm. like i just wish that people knew that body neutrality was the option like i feel like there was i feel like there's a lot of exposure for body positivity now and i just hope that like in the future or like over time like body neutrality will also get more exposure mm -hmm. because like when i think about like my body like i have no concept of what my body looks like most of the time and like part of that is because we're in the middle of a pandemic but i imagine that it won't it'll be like the same way like once we get out of it like there are there are times when like i look at my body and i'm just like super positive about it i'm like you look fantastic like let me take a picture you look great like you mm -hmm. know what i mean but like most of the time it's just neutral like it's either like i feel like positive about it on like random days or like it's completely neutral yeah. and so like uh-huh because like once i made that mindset shift to being neutral about my body because i'm more focused on like trying to upkeep my internal organs um like you don't really like thinking about like the way it looks just seems so trivial and like sometimes i feel bad because oftentimes when people do talk about like body image i don't feel like it's a conversation or like body positivity like i don't feel like it's a conversation i can partake in because like so much of my life and like my time and energy is spent on upkeep upkeeping my internal organs you know what i mean like thinking about how my body functions rather than like how my body looks you know mm -hmm. what i mean like and oftentimes when you're like in survival mode like or i'm not in survival i'm not dying but like <laughs> you know when you're trying to like do things that are like kind of like a given for other people like you can't really understand from their point of view you know what yeah. i mean but yeah i don't know how else to explain that but i kind of just do think of my of my body as like a skin suit which is something that like bobo says all the time she's on bobo and flex and like she always refers to it as a skin suit and i never used to understand what she meant by that like i was like what are you talking about but honestly i think that's what that's the way i think about it now because that's why it's so easy for me to like change my appearance like think about like changing my hair like my face like anything like that like it's so fun and like there's not a lot of thought behind it or like i don't i never think i'm ugly because i either just am or i just look good you mm -hmm. know what i mean like there's only two options you know but yeah i guess that's it it's like you have to further yourself away from like finding intrinsic value from your appearance and then i feel like it gets yeah. a little bit easier like obviously the reason why like i'm able to separate myself and like be more neutral is because over the years like i have tried to find value in other things yeah. you know what i'm saying if i tried to go from like one to a hundred in one day i feel like that would be really fucking hard mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah but it comes i also think it comes with age as well and like it comes with practice it's also kind of hard to understand the other point of view like when you're not in the mm -hmm. same space as them because i remember when i was on 100 and i didn't have any issues with my body whatsoever when people were like oh i'm really insecure i'd be like i don't even like i can't relate at all like i don't know what you're talking about like one day you'll make it to where i am and you'll see how dumb it is but then obviously like because it's cyclical i fell right back into like where that other person was and i was like uh, you seem you sounded so stupid like when you were thinking all of that stuff before about like oh i'll never be back down here it's like you will <laughs> there are ups and downs you'll hit down <laughs> but yeah i guess like getting more specific like my question would be how do you view your own body um honestly it depends on the day like i would say right now i'm not completely happy in like um 
like i wouldn't say i'm disappointed but i'm not happy where i am because even though i said all that stuff before about how it's not healthy to like want muscle and like strive for that and like have a certain body type that you want to achieve like it's i take it back it's not even about muscle it's more about like i'm very aware of like what i can and can't do like i think i've moved a little bit away from appearance obviously it bothers me sometimes like i want to have more muscle on me i want to look a certain way but more so than that it bothers me that like i can't do certain things that i used to be able to do like i am i've always been aware of how much physical exercise i could do as a person like the fact that when i walk up one flight of stairs especially now especially because of the pandemic i have not been exercising at all one flight of stairs would tire me out like i used to get so scared because um in my house like when i walked from the bottom floor to the second floor i would literally be out of breath or i would be out of breath like walking down one hallway or like running down one hallway and i would literally be like so out of breath like feel tired like i was gonna pass out so like obviously I'm very aware of that. Like, walking places makes me tired now. And I definitely want to, like, like fix that. I, like, I know people are like, oh, you can't fix things. Yeah, I want to, I feel like because I'm so aware of, like, what my body can't do, like, I do want to be able to do more with it. Like, I think that's a big shift in my focus now is, like, I've went from um, wanting to lose weight to wanting to gain muscle to now I just want to be able to do things. Like, my next focus is going to be able to, like, walk a mile like run a mile like maybe without getting out of breath like um being able to like go up a couple flights of stairs without feeling like I'm gonna pass out Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's like um that's like how I'm viewing like my body and Mm -hmm. also exercise like I just want to be able to do things like I want to be able to lift weights not because I want the muscle but because I want to be able to do something like I want to be confident in my survival Mm -hmm. like (laughs) it's like it's like that joke that people always make like if there was a zombie apocalypse tomorrow like would you survive and I can confidently say I would die within five minutes bro like (laughs) I can't run anything I think a toddler can run faster than me right now and I'm not chilling with it (laughs) okay no every time people talk about like zombie apocalypse and they're like would you survive honestly like I don't even care that I wouldn't survive because yeah. who, I don't want to survive in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like, what is there for me? Like, no, no, dude. What <laughs> like, I'm saying sorry, is like, I was never going to survive my whole, no, no, my whole life. I, I've always been on that. I would not survive. But I'm like, I want to survive for like 30 minutes. Like, I need to get to a certain level. <laughs> I can't be the one that's like taken out in the first 10 minutes of the movie, bro. Kill like, me out. I need to at least Come make it to the midpoint. <laughs> If I'm taken out in the first minute, <laughs> less pain for me, bro. Like, I'll see y'all in heaven or something. Because, please, every time people are like, would you survive? I'm like, who said I'm trying to survive? Like, are you kidding? I used to always say, I used to always say that if I was in the Hunger Games, I would be that person that, like, died before the game started. Like, they stepped <laughs> off the platform too early. I don't know, I don't know how far I'd get. Like, to be honest, like, in all reality, I don't know how far I would get, to be honest. I'm trying to make it to at least I I want to run to the forest without getting killed. I want to at least make it to that far in real I life. <laughs> I have no idea what I would be like in like a life or death situation. I have no idea because I can't imagine myself having that much willpower. Like so often, like in these movies, like their family gets killed. Ta- I'll tap out right then. Like you know, what I mean? I'm good. Like you know, <laughs> you know, and like obviously oh we have the capacity God. to su- survive so much more than we think. But you know, regardless, yeah. 
but yeah I do think about um my body in terms of like survival and like how much I can and can't do anymore so that would be I know that doesn't really answer the question like aesthetic wise of like how I look but like that is what I'm focused on right now obviously the um the viewing my own body thing like the long for the longest time it's just I want to gain arm muscle and that's not even just because I want to look a certain way it's because I want to um set a goal and be able to reach it I've had that goal for a long time I think anybody that knows me I've been saying this since freshman year of college but I'm always a person that sets goals and doesn't really follow through on them and I think that one when I am able to gain some arm mass like more than wanting to do that for aesthetics it's I want to be able to do that so that I can like prove to myself that I have like dedication and like um like can achieve something like visibly like you know set Mm -hmm. a goal and like follow through on it Mm -hmm. so yeah there's that I see Mm -hmm. like a like exercise and like my body as like a tool like as a goal like you know I'm saying something to like show myself that I can improve um more than like Mm -hmm. what I look like obviously this answer changes depending on the day you catch me bro like (laughs) sometimes i think i am the shit sometimes i think i am down in the ditches like there's no in between Mm. yeah i guess like if i'm thinking about how i view my own body like that has been very interesting lately Mm -hmm. um i think that like i i think like okay so honestly if we could do a whole episode on like you send in what you eat in a day and then i tell you what you would be able to eat if you were me because i promise you it's like barely anything like you know what i mean (laughs) like i have like a very stringent diet but like it's not even it's not even a guess what Kave's allergies are anymore at this point. It's like guess what she can eat, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's very um complex. But um yeah, no, and you know what's so funny? Like as much as I have like all those like allergies and stuff like that, like only like recently it's created like so much shame around my body as well. Mm-hmm. And like obviously like okay, I, honestly like I'm sure like this isn't like a brand new thing because if you think about it like I never really told like people at college or like friends that weren't like you and Roja about like what I can and can't eat like I I don't think you even really explained it on the podcast like that yeah I really didn't because like well first of all it has to do with like the reaction that people have like I feel like oftentimes the first reaction that people have is like oh my god like how do you survive or like i could just like never like i could never and like oftentimes i know that's like supposed to be like a nice thing or like they're trying to validate that like your life is hard and like you know and like oftentimes it's like oh you're just so strong and like that's Mm -hmm. that's that's like a whole nother thing because a lot of times people do say that to people with chronic illnesses or people who like survive a battle hold on let me look at this tweet there's this tweet that i saw i'm about i'm about to find it oh okay I saw this tweet that basically said, like, I'm so sick of this, of the, this person was chronically ill but stayed positive, inspiration porn shit. What about those that, those of us that are fucking pissed? We exist and aren't any less deserving of accessibility. And honestly, that shit hit. Like, you know, like, that really resonated with me because I think a lot of times, like, I mean, obviously this has to do with body positivity as well in that, like, you're supposed to be positive, like, you're supposed to, like, persevere, like, oftentimes, like, even when I am having, like, a lot of trouble with, like, chronic pain or something one day, like, I feel like regardless, I still have to push through and I still have to do the best that I can. You know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. keep going, bro. Like, what yeah. is the other option? Like, sitting down and not surviving, you know? 
So when people say, like, you're so strong, it's like, what are they actually trying to say? You didn't give up and, like, yeah, exactly. I agree. And, like, I think there is a lot of talk about that when Chadwick Boseman passed away and that people were like, oh, like, he was so strong and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, so much focus about about, like, how he did cancer and had cancer and he had to hide it while doing, like, shooting movies and stuff like that. When in reality, he shouldn't have to hide it to begin with. The conversation around that is actually really sad. Like, yeah. the thing is, he didn't have a choice other than to hide it because if he had told people that he had cancer, do you think Marvel would have still let him continue the role? Yeah. Probably not. Like, he probably would not have been able to keep his career. Like, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't have hired him. There was so much him. speculation around that, obviously, but some people were like, he was, like, a superhero. He represented a superhero, and, like, he probably didn't want to let that image down and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's, like, kind of difficult. But I think, like, even generally, mm-hmm. like, me coming off as, like, a... I am a very sensitive person, but I don't come off like that, like, 90% of the mm-hmm. time. So, like... Connor some- comes across really stoic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> I'll cry I'll cry on the drop of a hat, okay? Don't do this to me. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, no, like, since people, like, since I come off as, like, very, like, calm, like, stoic or, like, strong, like, oftentimes people are like, oh, she can handle it. Like, you're so strong for that. Or, like, stuff like that whenever I do mention um, my allergies or something stuff like that so it kind of created like honestly this is my fault i definitely should have told my friends but it also did create this thing where i just like would brush it on the, the rug or i would just like not tell them or something like that which is low-key dangerous um but like especially since i have allergies but like it must be so strange to you that like so many of your friends just like forget because it's yeah. like a also the thing is since we're in college like a lot of the times when we were trying to hang out with people like it's centered around eating like people are like let's go out and get boba or let's go out and eat dinner together oh my god and it's yeah. like if they keep forgetting like what you're allergic to like because you brush it under the rug and it's like actually you have to be like oh actually i can't eat that or like actually i can't go there and like yeah. they'll be like oh like, yeah it's i can understand like why it could create shame for you yeah because it's like kind of embarrassing like you're like the center because you always have to be the one that brings it up yeah know? so like it's actually kind of crazy i literally have one close friend in college i literally became friends with her freshman year right like beginning of freshman year i just recently told her like the extent to which like my allergies go and like how like it's because i have a chronic illness and etc cetera, etc cetera. like i just told her like maybe like a week ago and like that mm-hmm that is like kind of crazy like that's just wild like (laughs) so like basically what i was going to say was basically as much as people are like oh like don't be ashamed of like the way like your body works and like you know it's okay like you have a chronic illness and stuff like that i mean basically recently i had like an experience where like that was like the first time where someone made me feel shameful about the way that my body like functioned and the thing was like basically it was like my ex-boyfriend right so like especially when it's someone who you're dating as well you kind of mm-hmm. it's, it's actually even more jarring like i'm sure it would be jarring if it was one of my close friends but like especially since i was used to like the only people knowing are like my family and you and roja and like bo- and like everyone who knew was like so like graceful about it and like i felt so considered and stuff like that like it's not even mm-hmm. like everyone was doing something like grand or something like you know what i mean but just like the consideration that i was given was like something that i just assumed was like expected and like normal you know what i mean but mm-hmm. like especially when it was like the reason or not even the reason but like the fight that broke us up was like i don't even know how to explain it in like <laughs> in like in, like a term that like is understandable but like I can summarize that it the fight centered around like Kavya not being able to eat a lot of foods because she's allergic to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was basically like like the basically the words he used to describe me was like oh like you're selfish and you're inconsiderate and as much as it can seem like that I think I I couldn't articulate at the time that like 
it had a lot to do with like anxiety and like fear around food like even if i'm mm-hmm. not gonna die from eating something i will be like bedridden for like 24 hours like you know what i mean and like that is something like at the time like i was just so scared of especially like only being diagnosed for like a year at that point like i feel like as much as people think that you'll get used to it in a year i don't think i was and i think that i assumed that i got used to it as well because also during that year you were discovering more allergies like as you yeah know. it's like the doctors didn't catch everything yeah so i can understand like why you would want to stick to the foods that you ha- don't get allergic reactions yeah. to. yeah <laughs> and that narrows the down like what coffee can eat when she's with other people but like if it's inconvenient for someone else imagine how it is for her yeah you know what exactly I'm <laughs> and so like when i when me and that guy broke up like that definitely shifted the shame around my body to like the way my body functioned like you know what i mean like when i was talking to my mom mm-hmm. about it she was like why like it's like good that you like lost a guy like that like you know what i mean like it's good that like he couldn't like deal with that or whatever because it's better for you in the long run basically right and i was just like yeah but like Mm -hmm. that's the first time anyone has ever made me feel bad about the way my body functioned like you know what i mean like and like i didn't even think that was possible like who can make you feel like that like you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. like yeah that's like very that's very jarring yeah it's very jarring and it's basically what i'm working through like at right now like i don't even think i recognize that like that relationship and like that guy like created so much shame around my body but until like recently so in -hmm. terms of like how i view my body like that's the thing that's the sore point Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah and i think that like so much of it is like grief as well like i didn't even realize that like there was grief associated with having a chronic illness until like i watched a ted talk recently i forgot what the hell the name of the ted talk was if you want to know because it's not like you were born with this you know what i'm saying like you distinctly remember what before yeah, and I always exactly. think of, I always think about that. Like, this is so morbid, but I always think about like, what if I just like can't walk anymore? Like, what if I just have to use like a wheelchair for the rest of my life? And like, or what if I like lose an arm or if I lose a hand? Like, obviously, it wouldn't be at the end of the world, and like, I would be fine. And like, people mm-hmm. who have those conditions, they are fine. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's really not that bad. But I yeah. feel like because I don't utilize like um my body to the fullest extent now like I I don't go outside I don't go on walks like I don't even like I don't even sit outside that much I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm not appreciating like what I have like as Mm. I should you know and obviously that can come across as like trauma porn or like what is it um disability porn honestly Mm -hmm. like when people Mm -hmm. are like be grateful for what you have because other people don't have it it's like they're not like some like poor creature you know what i'm saying that like don't have fully functioning bodies like everyone else like they're Mm -hmm. fine but yeah it makes you think about like that could happen like a like any instance in your life you can't guarantee no i agree yeah like i definitely Mm -hmm. obviously didn't appreciate appreciate it to the fullest extent like you know there was like a time period in my life where i was like i would have like a lot of regret that like when i was able to eat the foods that i could eat and when i didn't have a chronic illness i had an eating disorder so before i was forced to be restricted i was restricting myself you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and you know over time like i've forgiven myself for that and all of that but like the the grief that's associated with um being diagnosed with a chronic illness is not something that i even recognized until now and like when it comes to like the the scale of emotions and like range of emotions grief is definitely like the hardest thing for me to process because Mm -hmm. it just kind of sits in me like it just like sits in my body like i'm just trying to process grief at the moment but yeah okay yeah one thing that i would say is like there's this podcast on brene brown's podcast um I'm gonna I'll link it down below or something because I can't exactly remember but it's called my body is not an apology and like that was very revolutionary for me to like listen to like I don't know what it 
I don't know if it shifted anything for me or anything. That was the first time that I'd heard someone say that sentence or like say like the that you don't actually have to apologize for your body. You don't actually have to hide like the disabilities of your body. And like that was very interesting. But yeah, that's where I'll end that. I know we wanted to talk about body dysmorphia, but I feel like we've already covered it. I guess the one last thing that I would say about it is, like, as your body changes... Well, one thing, I know this is, like, a given. Like, we really just skipped over all of, the, like, the basic um, information and advice about, like, your body and stuff like that. So, like, this is definitely not the episode for that. But, like, one thing I will say is that your body is, like, constantly changing in your 20s or, like, throughout your life. Like, that's, like, a natural process and i think that's something that we don't give credit to or i didn't give credit to when i was younger so one piece of advice the only piece of advice i'll give during this episode is change the clothing change your clothing because i think a lot of the times where i felt like so like horrible or like stressed out was literally because i was wearing clothes that didn't fit me like freshman year like late freshman year i was still wearing like high school clothes and i'd be like why doesn't it fit anymore like etc etc when like you know, I should have switched my clothes. Yeah. No, I definitely second that. I literally second that advice because I'm currently going through the same thing of like, I'm trying to fit, like wear my mm-hmm. clothes that I bought freshman year of college. I've gained 15 pounds since freshman mm-hmm. year of college to now as a junior. So I like finally realized yeah. like, I'm not going to lose the weight, bro. Like I need to let it go and just buy new clothes. I remember I got so heated because I won this giveaway. <laughs> the one giveaway I won in my life, bro. I won a giveaway and it gave me so many clothes. Mm-hmm. And I told them I was a medium because I used to be a medium. And when I came, nothing fit. And I remember I had this whole like, I was so upset about it. Like I kept all the clothes, like they're in a yeah. box in my closet, like at home. And I was like, well, maybe I'll fit into them. Maybe I'll fit into them. And it's like, Instead of pushing your body to fit into your clothes, just buy new clothes. Like, you can yeah. make any trend work, anything work. Just buy your favorite clothes again in, like, a different size. Like, go shopping, buy different clothes, donate your old clothes, go thrifting. Like, just do what you can to, like, make the world adapt yeah. to you instead of trying to adapt to other stuff. And obviously, we we wanted, I wanted to mm-hmm. touch on this, but we don't have much time. But with um fashion moving towards the 2000 style and y2k i do foresee like um like a lot of like issues with body dysmorphia surfacing again for people there's a lot of fat shaming like people want flat stomachs to be skinny because that was the body type that was associated with these fashion trends and like sadly it is Mm -hmm. the case that like there are body trends and i would just tell everyone to like Keep care of yourself um, and remember like you can make all those clothes work for you. Just get it in the sizing that you want, wear what you want to want, like what you want to because you don't need the body type to wear the yeah. clothes. You can no, make I the think that like we can have like you. a whole another episode or conversation about like how pedophilia is the beauty standard because why are we trying to look like our freshman year selves? Like we literally just, we're fresh out of high school. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like of I course child, I was bro. that skinny. Of course <laughs> like I looked like that. Like I was a child. Like you know what I mean? And so like yeah uh-huh. like we could we could have a whole thing about that but like i guess right now like my whole thing especially now that i have reached body neutrality or whatnot like my fashion sense and my taste in fashion has changed so much like before i used to wear like very like small tops skinny jeans like that kind of thing to like show off my body or like look like i have curves and stuff like that and so now like even the shirt i'm wearing right now is like a baggy male shirt like you know what i mean like now i've like moved to baggy clothes because once like mm-hmm once like you don't care about your body it's almost like you can wear whatever you want you know what i mean but yeah 
Oh yeah, my my other tip is if you really cannot deal with like how your body looks and you really want to snap yourself out of it, literally get a haircut. This is not the reason why I got a haircut, but I did notice that when I got a fade, I leaned much more into like masculine energy. Like I would wear more masculine clothing. I wore a lot of baggy clothing and it wasn't it was so fun. And like it really fit like my hairstyle. My style did a, a complete 180. Like I wore so much pink, dressed really girly freshman year of college and then sophomore year like i started dressing more masculine and like it was wonderful so if if nothing else works for you that's always a option (laughs) there's so many more ways to like change your appearance than to like force yourself to change your body you know what i mean like you could get a piercing you could get a haircut Mm -hmm. you could dye your hair you could get tattoos like there's so many different things and i know these are just things that i can think of because these are things i want to do to my body but like you know i'm sure that there's so many things out there but Mm -hmm. When when you're talking about, like, the hair thing, like, that just reminds me of our beauty episode. Honestly, I could talk about beauty standards forever, so, like, I'll, like, make it short. But, like, when I fixed my relationship with beauty, when I stopped caring about beauty standards, my body image and, like, my body neutrality followed, like, with it. And I don't know what the correlation is. Ask me in a year when I figured it out, but there's that. We didn't really talk about many... Um, topics or like structural issues in this episode but we did have more of a conversation so if you like this type of episode do let us know and hopefully we'll make some more yeah this is completely like our personal experiences and stuff like that and like of course like it's not going to be like advice or like you know like a debunking like structural issues or something like that but like it was really fun so let us know if you want to do more like this because this is definitely a first so Mm -hmm. But that's all for today. DM us if you have any thoughts. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. But that's it. So this this was was Coaches Coaches Don't Don't Play. Play.